Chapter 1. Joe the Pikey. When I look at the timeline of my career, my jobs are very clear. One that really sticks out was a removal man. This is probably one of the most fun jobs I had. To put it simply, I was a van boy. I rode in the passenger seat for a guy called Pikey Joe. Joe to his face. Joe was what you would politely call a traveller. He lived on the fairgrounds around the UK where they would drop anchor in any council park they could get their expensive caravans into. With 20-year-old fairgrounds in tow, they'd charge you two quid to get in, two quid to get on a ride, and a further two quid so they wouldn't beat you up in the car park. In his later years, Joe decided to walk away from the traveller crowd, shunned I think they call it, and start his own business, removals. Now when I say removals, it was basically anything that involved a man with a van, a copy of the sun on the dash, empty packets of B&H in the door pocket, and a classic toot of the horn when a hot chick walks past, or any chick for that matter. Joe dealt quite heavily in cash, pikey, and as a 17 year old, seeing so many 50s stuffed into a wallet excited me. Although I hated Joe for paying me peanuts, seeing the cash was my first taste into the what does it mean for me mentality. This was to be my initial step towards entrepreneurialism. On this one particular day, Joe couldn't get to work, probably going to see his half-cousin who needed some roofing done, so I asked my best mate Matt to come and help. We were tasked with emptying a house where an old lady had sadly passed away, and the children wanted to flog the property to add to their inheritance. At the end of the clearance, Joe came to meet the client where she handed over almost a grand. Joe would then peel off a couple of notes and hand us 50 quid each. Now, I'm not saying I wasn't grateful of having been paid 50 quid, this was almost 20 years ago, and it was a labour-intensive job, which tended to not pay very well. The 50 quid pretty much went straight to Weatherspoons anyway. It was more that I saw margin for the first time. Joe's revenue for that job was a grand. His cost was 100 quid. He took home 900 smackers, and we took home dirty hands and a few aches. Literally, that night, Matt and I decided to ring Joe in the morning to say that we'd quit. He was pissed. And when I say pissed, I mean constant phone calls to say he was going to come to my house and smash the place up. Sounds like Parky Joe made a small appearance during that call to say the least. What we didn't tell Joe, thankfully, was that we had decided to start our own business, GK Services, which stood for Gumbleton Kavanagh. Solid name. This was in direct competition with Joe, and our point of difference was that we weren't bikies. We already had the skill set needed, so we bought ourselves a van, printed up some polos, and we were off. We even put an advert in the paper, one inch squared, directly next to Joe's. This is obviously pre-Facebook, YouTube and broadband. One day, Matt and I were offloading some rubbish at the local tip. Both of us were in the back of the van when we heard this oi bellowing from the corner of the yard. Then we see Joe running towards us, shouting his mouth off about the advert and how he was going to put some curse on us like a hundred-year-old lady trying to sell lavender on the streets of Hackney. He fronts up to me with a nervous quiver in his voice and starts pushing me around. The workers at the tip put down their rollies in their cups of tea and dirty mugs and start to walk over. Not to break up the quarrel, but to get a better view. Then Matt, the fiery ginger, pushes Joe from behind. He stumbles over and everyone laughs like a private school playing field when the fat kid falls over while throwing a shot put. He walks away with his tail between his legs and we never saw him again. Whenever I drive through my hometown, Aberstone, I always look out for him so I can stick my fingers up behind the door pocket so he can't see them. I do miss those times, especially when we'd go to Streatham High Street and deal with the gangsters that manage a second-hand furniture store. They'd give you 20 quid so you could buy a packet of Benson if they needed to talk to Joe about his cousin's roofing, probably. I brought this story up for two reasons. One, keep all financials away from staff eyes. Not only can this make the staff resent you, as they only see the effort that they put in versus the output they receive. Not that you pay your staff a shit wage, it's just in a small business, perception that the leadership team is money focused can deter from the product they deliver. 
And two, the only way to guarantee success is to operate in your own market. If the competition sets up a camp directly across the road, don't get angry, get even. Plan a hit list of the clients, understand what the competitor's sales pitch, and then pitch the opposite. Don't attempt to put a curse on them either. They'll just laugh at you and open up another stellar while they tell their friends what happened at the local tip. I love being a removal man. I love working for myself even more. Matt and I decided to go down different paths, amicably I might add. So it was time to hang up my steel toe cap boots and put on some shiny new shoes from Clark's. It was interview time.